everyone, and welcome, or welcome back to the Denalysis. Today we're going to do like a special standalone episode called FPL 101, and we're going to run through all of the basics of FPL, like what it is, how to play, all of the rules, um, how to get good like we are, and tips and things. So, if you're new to FPL or you want to have like a brush up on the rules, this is this is for people who you've got your mate at work who you really want to mm. beat in fantasy league this year and you don't know how it works yeah. or or you just like you say if you want a little touch up a little brush up on the rules yeah. just to make sure you understand like the bonus system things or, like that we'll get there okay. <laughs> um, so that's what this episode's for for any regulars hi thanks welcome back um, thanks for coming we'll, back we'll see you next week I really appreciate it come back next week. Um, <laughs> And next week we're going to do all new things for this season um, of the Premier League. So new teams, new managers. I don't know any of them. Um, new players. New players. And other new... Th- I think that's it. Yeah. But other... Matches. Of, new stadiums, of, if you're Spurs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, So all of that new stuff, that's going to be next week. So feel free to just turn this off now. Delete it from your app and we'll, yeah. we'll be back. After. You could email us with your questions in oh, before yeah. the season, though. You know what? You could do that. Do that at hello at thedenalysis.com or on Twitter at thedenalysis. Now to the real show. Hi, everyone who stuck around. I'm Natalie. This is Dan. I am Dan. Hello. Together, we are the Denalysis. Yes, we are. That's, that's our name. Um, and we're going to talk you through all of the things that FPL entails. FPL, that is Fantasy Premier League. So, we're going to be covering the rules for the official Fantasy Premier League game. Um, throughout the season, like our advice can be used for, I don't know, whatever, like daily fantasy, like DraftKings, hmm. or the Sky one. Yeah, thing? there's a Sky one, there's like a the Dream Team, which is the Sun one. Uh, basically, everywhere has their own Fantasy League mm-hmm. thing. We're going to be using the rules of FPL. Yeah, and the prices and things like that yeah. as well. But you can obviously take any advice. We'll try and tailor it so mm. that it, it still makes sense for other games yeah, as well. for sure. So, what is FPL? Well, you tell me. I've defined it as, and I think this is how I define it to people who are like, what is that podcast thing you do? Ah, uh, yeah, okay. A game where fictional points are scored by real-life football players based on how well they play on a weekly basis. Fictional points? Well, yeah, the points are Are you aren't t- trying to tell me my points, everything I did last season was not real? <laughs> Correct, that's exactly what I'm saying. This is ludicrous. So, what do we do? How do we play this? Fun, how do I get exciting... more fictional points? <laughs> exactly. How do you get fictional points full stop? So what you need to do is create a fantasy squad. See, fantasy, fictional, not real. Of real-life players in the Premier League who you think will score you the most points throughout the season. I'm very <laughs> tempted to derail this right now and just be like, but you said they're fantasy. They are fantasy. They're not real. The players they're are real. real. <laughs> but your squad is fantasy. Oh, okay, okay. So that was the first question. Everyone. So you get 100 million fake monies. Oh, shit. Um, to create a squad consisting of three strikers, five midfielders, five defenders, and two goalkeepers. Yes. You can only select a maximum of three players from each Premier League club, so you can't have a whole team of Arsenal players. I kind of do. You wouldn't want a whole squad of Arsenal players, surely. That would mean you had to have that one <sighs> who's Mustafi. Yes, you no, have to have No, I don't want Mustafi. Get him out. But um, you can't but you do can't. that because of the rules. You can't. The rules don't allow that. Okay, so three players from the same, same team. Yep. Um, and players are priced based on all sorts of things, but notably their position. For example, strikers and midfielders tend to be more than defenders and goalkeepers. Not always the case, but tend to be. Um, the team they play for, for example, Chelsea players will be more expensive than Wolves players. Hmm. Um, and how integral they are to that team. So hmm. if you're starting the matches every week, you'll cost more than someone who plays... Never one, plays. Yeah, has never played in the Premier League. Yeah. So, each week before the game week deadline, what's a game week? What's a game week? No, well, I'm... Let, me, let, me, let me guess. I've struggled Can I guess? to define a game week for the last four days. Is it a week yeah. in which games take place, possibly 
a single round of fixtures. That I think that's it. I think that's what we're going to say again. Yeah. With is is a the the time in which a single round of fixtures takes place. Hmm. And that only gets confusing when we get later on in the podcast, I presume. But typically, a game week would... It'll be like each team plays one fixture. Yeah. And it'll be a weekend. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe it'll be a Tuesday and a Wednesday. But usually a weekend. Um, so each week, before the game week deadline, you'll need to select your starting 11. These are the 11 players in your 15-man squad that you'll gain points from during that game week. Everything clear up until now. <laughs> Basically... Create a squad, pick 11 of them to play. I, I believe I understand. Excellent. Thanks, Dan. Oops. On to He's substitutes down. and scoring. If any of your starting 11 players don't play a single minute of football during a game week, then they're automatically substituted out for someone on your bench. This is really simple in the case of your goalkeepers. If the goalkeeper that you've selected to play doesn't play, then your other goalkeeper goes in. A little bit more complicated for your outfield players. So typically, players will be substituted in the order that you have them placed on your bench. So if, the fir- if one player in your team doesn't play, then the first player sat on your bench will play. Yep. You can change the order of your bench around. You can change everything around. That's fine. So if, if I'm going to approach this from a, a layman's Please. perspective... so It's annoying because, you know what? Curie wanted to come on this episode. She would have been great. We should have got her she on. doesn't understand and it. And I didn't... At the time, when she asked, I didn't really realise that this was the format I was going to do it in. Curie, can you hear us? Unfortunately, she's flying back can... from Korea. To... Oh, shit. I'm right she's now. really far away. Literally right Damn now. Damn it. On a plane. So, okay. sorry, Curie. This would have been Sorry, Curie. This, is dedica- this episode is now dedicated to you. And I hope that you play when we're done. And, yeah, you can listen to this podcast and tell us how we did. Sorry, yeah. Right, okay, so substitute. So if I'm playing this in a, in a layman's sort Please. of way, really what I want is my best players to be first on the bench. Because well, you want your the best ones... players really to be on the field. Yeah, of course. So after those best players, you want your next best players. My, I want my best bench player exactly. to be first on my bench. Exactly. Or the one that I expect to score highest. Yes, exactly. Hmm. And then if two of your players in your starting 11 don't play, then two of your bench will go in, etc. However, your team of 11 players must include three defenders and at least one striker. Hmm. So, if your starting 11 consists of only three defenders and one of them doesn't play in that game week, your first substitute will have to be a defender, regardless of who was first or second on Hmm. your bench. So in a hypothetical situation, yes. if I had three defenders in my starting lineup, yeah. one didn't play, yeah. and the other two defenders on my bench also didn't play, then no substitutes. Then would be I made. would have no substitutes. Yeah, exactly. Which makes perfect sense in my head, but when I started saying it, it got more and no, more. That's one hundred percent correct, and you're good to raise that. Yeah. So basically, get defenders who play. Yeah, get that. That's kind of the underlying point, isn't it? Like, your substitute substitutes. There are two ways you can look at it. You can have people who are really, really cheap, so you you can get mm. mega priced players, but you do run that risk that if one of those don't play, yeah, and your substitute doesn't play, you may end up with no points. Exactly. Um, every game week, you'll also get to select a captain. Your ca- the player that you select as your captain will get double points for that game week. Hmm. Um, you also select a vice-captain, but they only come into play if your captain doesn't play that game week. Then your captain will become your vice-captain, and whoever is your captain will get subbed out, as we just explained. Uh, kind of one thing I, I did want to mention also is yep. just, you touched on it with the, you must have three defenders, mm-hmm. but do we have, like, a formations bit? Um, no. Meh. No, not strictly. I was going to talk about it and how we built, like, team building. Okay. Uh, Yes, we can bring it in. The strategy part. Yeah. Okay. Points. Oh, damn. How do we score those? Yeah. How do we... Do we just... Do we just pick the best-looking players? (laughs) That's exactly what we do. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Hit me with that good news. Thanks. All players get one point for playing up to 60 minutes in a match... And they get another point for playing more than 60 minutes. 
So you hope that every player in your team got at least two points for, you know, just existing on the pitch. Yeah. Um, for all outfield players, there are three main ways to score points. Goals, assists and clean sheets. For goals, strikers get four points for each goal, midfielders get five and defenders get six. Because the further back you are, the least, the less likely you are to score. Because it's not your job. All assists are worth three points. What's an assist? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Um, So an assist essentially is the final pass from the goal scoring team before a goal is scored. In reality, this is far more complex. But for the time being, let's pretend that's the answer. Hmm. Okay. can Can I try my hand at a little... A little bit of a simple explanation for it. Yeah. But more simple than that? In non-football words. Okay. It's not going to be like the offside rule with the purse and throwing it to the counter, is it? <laughs> no, because that is well confusing. Okay. Um, yeah, like an assist generally is the last contribution before the goal is scored, right? So yes. it could be a shot that comes off the post and bounces to another player. Yeah. And then they tap it in or something like that. But it's the last sort of decisive contribution before it. Yeah. From a player off the goal scoring team. Exactly. Exactly. And clean sheets. What? What is a clean sheet? Um, this is when a team does not concede a goal. Uh, defenders get four points per game for one of these. And midfielders also get a point. Yeah. If they keep a clean sheet. There's also a kind of twist of... A, a little quirk of fate where if your player comes off after 60 minutes... Yeah. And they still have a clean sheet. They get the points, even yeah. if the team then goes and concedes later on. Yeah, so clean sheet points are awarded at the 60-minute mark. Yeah. But they can still be taken away if that team concedes. Exactly. Um, but what about goalkeepers? Well, uh, they also gain clean sheet points the same as defenders do. There's one point for every three saves that a goalkeeper has to make. And there's five points up for grabs for any penalties that a goalkeeper saves. Bonus points. This is like the final layer of gaining points. Of the point gains. Um, The system is far more complex than it needs to be, but the long and short of it is the three players in a single match who perform the best, according to the FPL bonus point system, receive either one, two or three points. Hmm. We should do a quick overview without like going into detail, right? You can do that. Okay. Okay, so there's an underlying system... And each different position scores differently. So say, for example, a striker scores a goal because one of the jobs of a striker, the the main job is seen as to score goals, they will get something like 30 points in that system Mm. for scoring a goal, whereas a defender will get like 10 points for that. And that will contribute towards an overall score and the people who get the highest score for their, well, just the highest score in that system over the match will get the bonus points. Yeah. Um, yeah, so strikers benefit a lot from things like shots on target. Uh, I don't think they actually get additional points, but if they get a shot off target, and actually this this counts for all, all players over the pitch, actually, any shots off target count against you. You get mm-hmm. mo- minus points for those, but typically it's going to be a striker or a midfielder that takes shots and misses them. Yeah. Um, scoring goals is very beneficial to strikers. Other than that, assists get them the same points as a midfielder or a defender. Right. And that's their main sort of source. So if you get a striker who scores two, three goals, you're probably going to get bonus. Yeah. Midfielders are more uh, more focused on things like pass completion. If they get, if it's a player that doesn't waste many passes, they'll be more likely to, to score highly in it. If it's a player who scores goals and assists they're also going to be more likely to do well but they're not going to get as much of a boost from the goal scoring as strikers do Um, and defenders and goalkeepers pretty much it's about clean sheets and it's about tackles and interceptions so if you've got sort of an all-action defender who's making a lot of tackles making a lot of interceptions who's sort of the linchpin of the defense they're usually a good one to pick unless you have some defender who just scores loads of goals because then they'll shoot up in it as well. Yeah. I think it just adds a layer of complexity that is unnecessary hmm. if it's your first season. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, that's bonus points. Can you lose points? Oh, yes. So, goalkeepers and defenders lose one point for every two goals that they concede, whilst any player can lose 
two points for an own goal, two points for a missed penalty, one point for a yellow card, and three for a straight red card. Hmm. So what that says to me is you probably don't want to get players who concede goals, miss penalties, or get cards. Exactly. Right. And Yellow Card Corner <laughs> will be back this season, so we'll keep you up to date with oh, all, okay. of the, uh, all of the lads getting the cards. Yeah, he's, he's on four bookings, baby. Um, there are a few more technicalities when it comes to point scoring, but I think we've covered most of it, so we'll leave it there. Okay. Transfers. What? So, those players we made you choose at the start of the episode, are you stuck with them forever? I don't know. Maybe I like them. Maybe you do, but you don't have to like them. Oh, okay. So each week you're granted one free transfer. This means that you can switch out one of your rubbish men for a fresh new man. That sounds like something that I'd want to do quite a lot, right? In real life as well, right? Yeah. (laughs) If a player is injured for a long time... You might be like, what are you doing in my squad, bro? Exactly. I'll take you out and I'll have a new man in, please. You can do that. Once every week, for free. Okay. Uh, In the event that you don't use your transfer in a week, it will roll over to the next game week. But it stops there, as the maximum amount of free transfers that you're able to rack up is two. You are, of course, allowed to make as many transfers as you like in a single game week. However, each transfer that you make after your one or two free ones will incur a four-point deduction in the total of points you get for the following game week. Hmm. Yes. So I'd only recommend making max one transfer a week. Yeah, so just Personally. a little little insider insider tip from FPL pros like ourselves. It's generally not a good idea to take points deductions. Um, an important note about transfers. The cost of a player can change throughout the season and most likely will change throughout the season. Um, a man who's playing well and increasing in ownership will see his price rise whilst any players who are injured or playing terribly will often see their ownership decrease and thus their price decrease Mm. as well. And when we say playing well or playing terribly, essentially what we mean is what that number next to their name in the transfers page is in terms of their total score. Because I think that's what... Most people look at. Most people who play a fantasy game, particularly in the beginning, are looking at the points scored. So what you will likely see is in the first few weeks of the season price changes will be quite rapid because uh, I don't think anyone knows the exact sort of formula behind it, but it's based on how many people are transferring that player in or out. Mm -hmm. And the price changes can happen on every day of the week, right? Yeah. How much can they they change, though? Oh, like, I don't know. You can (laughs) change up to 0.3 in a week. In a week, yeah. Speaking of transfers... Let's talk wildcards. Oh, okay. Each season, you'll receive two wildcards. One for the first half of the season. This year, it's up until the 29th of December. And then another wildcard after that. What is a wildcard, Natalie? Thanks for asking, Dan. A wildcard allows you to make an infinite number of free transfers within a single game week. Oh, okay. So essentially, you can change your entire team for free. Okay, I see. So if I get three weeks into the season and I'm like, oh my god, I picked all the wrong men, the wrong guys. You can just... I can just, whoa, yeah, I can rearrange it. You can do exactly. So I don't need, what you're saying is I don't need to panic. So are there any other of these magic token things that we can use throughout the season? Yes. In fact, there are three more. Whoa. Let me tell you. <laughs> whoa, wait a minute. So the first one is the bench boost. This is for a single game week. All 15 members of your squad will have their points counted towards your game week total. Triple captain. Rather than double your points, for that one game week, your captain will receive triple points. Ah, it does what it says on the tin. I like it. Very much. Free hit. Less so on the tin. For one game week only, you can change your entire squad to an entirely new squad. But after that game week is over your squad will return to how it was set up before you hit the free hit chip. That caused a lot of confusion last season. It still causes me confusion. (laughs) Um, Further on in the season, I think we'll get deeper into the free hit. (laughs) But it's not... You don't need it for right now. I'd say don't use it 
in the first few weeks of the season. I'd say don't use either any of those three chips until, <laughs> until the last four game weeks of yeah. the season. So yeah, those the bench boost, triple captain and free hit, you can only use once a season. That's very important. Yeah, and also another important thing to consider yeah. with these chips mm-hmm. is you can only use one in a week. Oh yeah, so if you want a wild card, that's your chip for that game week. Exactly. So that you can't then bench boost straight away. You need to wait until the next game week before you can bench boost. Yeah, and I got caught out by that two years ago when I didn't realise wild card was counted as a chip. Yes. And I screwed myself over. So that's it. That's the basics of the rules. The basics of the rules. The rules and the basics. I, I love it. I feel like I can build... I can build five teams now. I'm really glad to hear that. I'm going to make loads. So now we're going to talk a bit about strategy and team building and how we build our teams and... Our philosophies, Yeah, what we will. do. Because, um, actually, I haven't mentioned that I finished um, just shy of the top 10,000... Of all FBL players. You could have season. had that Reddit flare if you were just that little bit higher. Did you get a flare? Yeah, man. Anyway. So, yeah, this is how we how we fantasy. I think it's very important to note that there is no right or wrong way to play FPL. And it's equally as important to remember that it is just a game. Try not to get too upset about it. I've been a victim of upset by FPL. <laughs> Um, it's just not a good place to be and there's just no need for it it's the kind of place you start realising I may be a sociopath if I'm getting this upset about a freaking game for real Um, yeah uh, I kind of just to build on that briefly like it's also just I mean I don't want to get too philosophical on you here but we are talking about our team philosophies right we are it's kind of a good tip for life in general but like when you don't do well in one week it's there's still next week there's still the week after the season is so long i think that's maybe our second point yeah is that if you do terribly for the first five weeks six weeks ten weeks Hmm. it doesn't matter because there's still another 28 weeks to go that's absolutely something i've learned over the last few years and i even i even though i knew it i still kind of screwed myself over taking too many like weird risks in the middle of the season last year when really what you need to do is you just need to not, like, when you're doing badly or when you're getting a bad score, start chopping and changing things yeah. like crazy. You need to remember, the you pick these guys for a reason. Yeah. Hold, hold on to them. Give them some love, man. But yeah, that's that's all i got to say on the map. Formations. Okay, ladies. Now let's get in formation. Uh, kind of the fundamental thing when you're building your team, and now we're getting into the real meat of it, right? is you need to kind of have an idea of what formation you want to play. In FPL, there are a number of different formations you can use. Obviously, you always have one goalkeeper because that's just how it works. Someone needs to keep the goal. Yep. You always have to have a minimum of three defenders. Mm-hmm. You always have to have a minimum of three midfielders. And no, you don't. S- two midfielders. You don't. Like, you can't physically not. Yeah. Like, you, the way your team works, you can't. Yeah, yeah. You Um, have to have one striker. And you have to have one striker. The way that you build your team, you have to have a formation in mind, usually, and that can be like your your starting your starting lineup every week and you pick your subs around that. Yeah. Because these are gonna be the guys getting most of your points. And you can try and build a really balanced team where you've got a strong bench and a strong first team, but obviously you have limited budget. So it's what formation do you tend to go for? So if we use my current team as an example, I'm on a three four three, but it's also gonna change to like a to probably a four four two or a five four one because I've got one good strike one like big money striker and a couple of cheaper ones. Sure. But just looking at the fixtures, like I think three four three is quite a popular one. Yeah. Um, so that's three defenders, four midfielders. And all three of a striker. Yeah, yeah. You can get, you can spend more money in attack that way. But I'm kind of thinking four four two or, or maybe even uh, like a stronger defense is the way to go this season. Just looking at the fixtures so far. How about you? Do you so do you have I, a favorite? Yeah, I think I typically go for a three five two. Yeah. I don't necessarily spend a lot of money in midfield, but the players I get for my midfield, I tend to want to play every week. Hmm. So that's why I want five of them there. 
I want as few defenders as possible because I believe that that's the hardest place to pick up points. Mm. And then just two strikers because I have to because that's what adds up to ten. Yeah, well, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I am also fond of a three-four-three, three, depending on fixtures. Yeah. But typically, a three-five-two is where I want to. I want to be. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that kind of that's where the philosophy comes into it because also both philosophies or every single philosophy can be right on the right season. And at the moment where we're at right now, we don't really know how teams are going to play. We don't know how many goals there are going to be. But generally, if you think about the Premier League, there are a lot of goals and not a crazy amount of clean sheets. So it can be quite hard to pick the team that's going to last 90 minutes without conceding a goal unless they play like Burnley do, where their first focus is defence. Mm-hmm. So that, that kind of comes into your thinking about how you build your team, I think. So Dan, yeah. how do you build your team? How do I build my team? Well, let me tell you a little something about how I build my team. Please. Because I've actually changed it up a little bit this year. So what I've tried to do this year, I've, I've built from the back. I've done the opposite. I, yeah, I always build from the back. Yeah. Always. So I, I've, have, I've had a little look at the fixtures. I think it's quite important to consider. Okay, because I haven't even glanced at the fixtures Yeah. Yet. I think it's quite important to consider when you're going into a new season, like, what do you know about the teams already? What do you know about the players that, that are consistently standouts? And I think you need... You need to look at having like a spine of your team who are like, these are the guys who are going to guarantee me points, Mm -hmm. at least for the first sort of like four or five weeks. And also to look at how heavily owned these players are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I never look at ownership. Right. I I never usually do. And this is the thing that kind of tripped me up last season because Mkhitaryan and Lukaku were very, very big popular picks. (laughs) And I didn't have them. Right. And I didn't realise that would leave me, like, way behind the pack just because so many, literally, like, 60%, it was 50 or 60%, I think, owned Lukaku at the beginning. And he did really, really well. So you have to kind of be aware of, like, I'm going to have these players that are going to score well and also I'm not going to get too far left behind. Uh, So I've tried to build on on a strong, strong back line. I've got two sort of expensive defenders. Um... And yeah, I've gone for gone for two five point aside those okay. those guys and a little cheapy four point five boy. So that's, that's quite expensive for a defense. Yeah, so I have a, a strong a strong defense, but the reason for that okay. is because I actually have quite a well balanced midfield. Okay. None of my midfield go above nine million. Wow. So I basically picked some guys I really fancy for this season. I've got my my typical sort of he always does well, David Silva. Yeah. Because uh, he's just brilliant. He plays in a brilliant team. And by far the cheapest in <clears throat> And at 8.5, it's a brilliant price. Yeah. Um, I've got three more who... So I've got a 9.0, a 7.5, and a 7.0. Uh, so, so yeah, we have we have the linchpins. I've got David Silva and Mares. Those are the two who I'm thinking in the first few weeks of the season... I want these two to be scoring me points. Like, I know they're reliable. They're good in the league. They're good prices. They're not ridiculous. Um, up front, I have one big striker, essentially. Right. And two cheaper guys. And two cheap ones. My two cheap ones are sort of like middle of the range. I've got a 7.0 and a 6.5. I mean, if you look at my team, really, it's probably somewhere between a, a 4.4.2 and a 4.5.1. But it really depends on, on fixtures. Like, it's you can interchange quite a lot there because I've got... High value defenders. I've got a high value striker and two who can sort of score against almost anyone. But it's really, I guess, about having some balance. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of one of the things to think about is do you want to be able to rotate your, your yeah. formation a little bit or do you want to be really like rigid with it? Because I would say it's possibly a little bit easier if you just pick like a formation you're going to start with every week because then you don't mess it up by making the wrong subs but my philosophy is all about rotation yeah <laughs> go on T- tell me tell me how you roll so i have some very strict rules with my team i like this this is more more organized than me so the mostly two things that i that sta- i will stand by is not having more than two players from any any premier league team hmm. because i like to 
spread the risk. Like, I don't want to load up on players from a team. If they start performing badly, then I've got problems because I've got three of them in my squad and I can't get rid. Also, I refuse to have more than one defender or goalkeeper from the same Premier League team. Hmm. Because if one of them loses a clean sheet, the other one's losing a clean hmm. sheet. And I just don't like that. Again, it's a, it's a spread of the risk. And then that makes rotation a lot nicer. And the reason I do that with my defenders and goalkeepers is because I think I'll probably get one expensive defender, but at the moment I have none. Hmm. And then I like to rotate the rest of my defenders based on fixtures. And that's just how I roll. And you play what with three usually? Yeah, three, sometimes four if I have to, but I like to only have three. You can choose them without too much scrutiny. Yeah, exactly. And it frees up a lot of money for the top end of the pitch. Exactly. I see. Um, But I do like to spread my money around. I'm very conscious of like, kind of how Dan's built his team where you're... You don't want to be painted into a corner where yeah. you can only do one thing. Exactly. And you've got like a spectrum of prices. Yeah. So you can kind of get rid of anyone to get someone else in. Yeah. So something I didn't mention, which is this, or I might have and just forgotten, but I have 2.5 million left over. You have 3.0. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm probably still going to change some yeah. players in here for different reasons because other things have come to light. But the, the situation that that we have is we have some money left over which means if in a week or two weeks time in the season like someone is someone who is 13 million let's say is yeah. really performing above expectations you want to be able to make those transfers without having to tear apart your team yeah that's kind of it yeah. like not like spreading the risk spreading the money and looking to rotate yeah that's my my philosophy yeah and I'm kind of kind of similar to an extent, but I think what I've done here is I've invested the bigger money in my defence and I've actually gone for a lot more sort of like mid-price guys mm-hmm. for midfield and attack. It's I feel like we've kind of switched yeah, mentalities the, yeah. almost of how we would have set up the start of last season. A little bit, yeah. If you have like one or two players that just get you big points every week, yeah. that is money well spent, but also you leave yourself in a situation where if they're getting if Salah's getting a goal a week yeah. but the rest of your team are doing nothing you're kind of in a situation where it's like oh I wish I'd just spent 7 million here 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 yeah. and gone for a cheaper guy because I'd be getting 5 goals across my midfield rather than 1 but if you do kind of tie a load of your money up in those in those expensive players it is quite easy to go down yeah to wildcard fairly early yeah cull them and then spread the rest of your money around yeah yeah and i would say most people tend to wildcard around week three or four yeah so we'll talk about that literally now oh right well okay. done, daniel so a general word about chips again there's no right or wrong time to play these hmm. there are times where we'd recommend you maybe save them to or use them but there's definitely not if you score well using that chip at that time wasn't a bad decision. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think as long as you justify it with good logic, yeah. I think it's always a good decision. For sure. So, we tend to use our first wild cards. So this is the wild card where you can change all of your team. All of your team for free in the first half of the season. We tend to use ours in the first or second international break. Hmm. But this season is slightly different because the transfer window closes before the start of the season. So there won't be any new players to the game. After August 1st or yes, whatever. Yes, until January. Yeah. So there's a little less need for the wildcard then. But it's still really good to use fairly early on because, as Dan said earlier, if you have major initial squad terrible every no one's playing two seasons ago (laughs) I literally did that built my squad like kind of based on season four started first game week I think I had about five players who actually played yeah and everyone else either didn't play at all or got like one point well yeah this is a really good example because I did a similar thing a few seasons ago where I put a lot of faith into players who were new to the league or players who 
didn't have a, a starting position, mm-hmm. then I found myself having to wildcard just to get enough players to yeah to play the full match. So last season, I think we both uh, used our first wildcards in international breaks. Yeah, you I used, used mine in the, the first, first international break. And I used mine in the second. Um, the first one is in September, like right at the start of September, it comes after the first four game weeks. So that's actually, so if your team is shocking, that's a really nice time to use it because there's kind of an idea about who is playing, who is playing well. Exactly. What kind of form teams are in. I'd say although there's no wrong time to use your wild card, after week one or two, it's probably a little bit ill-advised. Too early, yeah. Because the first week of the season is always crazy. Yeah. Um, and you don't really have enough reliable data to look at or like... Uh, you don't have enough form to look at until sort of week four. That's when you have an idea of who the players are who fluked it on day one yep. and who the players or, or teams are actually in good form are. Yep. Um, and then the second international break is mid-October. You know what? That's really <laughs> inconvenient. Who's doing that at 20 to 9 on a Monday night? Is that even legal? I'll tell you what it isn't. It isn't cool. Oh my goodness, this has caused, this has caused ruptures in the really has. in the podcast world. I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, the second international break. That's in mid-October, so I guess after maybe 12 game, 10 or 12 game weeks? I didn't look. I mean, some people don't use it at all until, like, frickin' November. Well, there's a good point as well, because I do have this in our next section, but Christmas is a thing to bear in mind. Hmm. Around Christmas, lots of fixtures happen. Hmm. Last year, it was insane and ridiculous and, quite frankly, stupid. There is, however, a winter break in an oh this season. This year. So yeah. where are all the games? So it's it's basically there's going to be the same amount of games, but it's going to be like, like five five matches on one week, five matches on the next one. I mean, I need to look look at that properly, but... I don't know what you've said, but if there's... <laughs> <laughs> Basically, half the teams play one weekend, okay, and then the other half of the teams so the next play a weekend but later. But it's still the same amount of fixtures. But, yeah, but basically what it means is, like, teams get a two-week break. So you get you play your, right. your fixture, okay. you get a weekend off, and then you... Right, okay. Yeah. End of November is still quite a good time to use your wildcard if you haven't used it by then. Yeah. You're going to start to see injuries and fatigue yeah. sort of racking up at that point as well. So the other three chips, well, not even the so the other three chips and your second wild card. I am very fond of leaving these until right the last minute of the season. Yeah. That is so. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's obnoxious. It's like someone's just fucking yelling. <laughs> it's quarter to nine on a Monday night. Can't you do? Don't you had all day to do this? <laughs> it's like. I don't know if it's some kind of like midlife crisis sort of uh, like when you go out and buy a motorbike. war cry or something. <laughs> Everyone else must suffer like I do. Wow, literally, mate. <laughs> right, that's fantastic. Go, thank you. Quick. Right, so my bench boost. <laughs> So I've got a little bench beast, right? So what I'm going to do with my bench beast, I'm going to save that till the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the same thing with the triple captain. Right. But I might not. I might I might, f- I might, flip the script this year and just pick a, a good week. Mm-hmm. Um, and my free hit, I mean, there's one week for the free hit for me, and it's basically, again, at the end of the season. The reason for all of this is because the fixtures go crazy at the end yeah. of the season. You have stuff that's uh, put into different game weeks, and it, it basically becomes the best point to maximise your uh, your scores. The only thing I think is maybe the, the the triple captain is the one where I think you don't necessarily need to save it. And I think the way I'm just going to keep talking because you know what, you're you're a dick person <laughs> over there, and you. <coughs> I hope you wake up on the wrong side of the bed tomorrow and do this all again and do (laughs) tomorrow night and do this all again tomorrow night for me when I'm not recording the podcast but I'll still be annoyed um okay yeah so so the triple captain is one where I think my personal philosophy this year is literally just gonna be 
am I picking good captains? Am I on a roll? Yeah. And that's, if I'm doing well, I'm just going to YOLO it mid-season. Yeah, good yeah. fixture, good form, stick exactly. a captain on. Exactly. Because I, I guess one thing to, to point out is last season, so many people did it with Harry Kane in, uh, in December when he had two fixtures and he oh. got one point. And I think we saw a lot of similar stuff last uh, in the double game weeks later in the season. Yeah. Let's explain what double game weeks are. Oh, okay. In the second half of the season, where cups and things come into play, so for example, team playing in the FA Cup, yep. will often have their Premier League fixtures rearranged and will likely end up with two fixtures within a single game week. So this essentially means that your player could na- get double points yeah. in that week just through the fact they have Playing more fixtures. Twice, yeah. However, that you have to bear that in mind that in another game week they won't have a fixture at all. Exactly. So our final section is tips and tricks. These are just some things that I've picked out. Dan, I'm sure you have maybe some others to add. Oh, possibly. We'll see, maybe. won't we? <laughs> um, so these are just some things that maybe other newbies to the game wouldn't consider necessarily exactly. but you're gonna know because we've told you yeah so a very special case for this imminent premier league season is the world cup that we just had um i personally would avoid any players who have played in their international teams for at the world cup especially those who have made it past the group stages i would avoid those players until september hmm. because they're not going to have rested they're not going to have tra- had time to train very much with their clubs. And apart from your goalkeepers, who didn't start the matches, so for instance, like Edison or Nick Pope hmm. or Lursel. Lursel, yeah. <laughs> um, for example, they'll likely go straight back into their teams. It's hard to know for sure as well, because I think goalkeepers maybe need slightly less rest. But what I would say is it's, pat- it's particularly a threat for the people who made it to the final stages. Yes, for sure. Because they tend to get three weeks off after the World Cup. Bearing in mind the World Cup finished, what, yesterday? Yeah. And it's three and a half weeks until the beginning of yeah. the season. I think it's fair to say that most of the players who made it to the final four aren't going to be fit to start for yeah. their teams. Exactly. And there are a lot of big players in yeah. that list. I thought it'd be a lot harder to pick a squad where you have no World players who played in yeah. the World Cup. You've got in brackets here Kane. Well, I've got Kane in brackets because Because double double whammy. So initially anyway, regardless of the season, Kane doesn't score in August. Yep. Don't bring him in your team. Yeah. But yeah. also he's gonna be he, Kane dead also as hell. doesn't play in August <laughs> he doesn't this play year. In August. I, I mean I don't know, like we don't know what Pochettino is gonna do, but just from watching Kane the last year as well, one of the things that you can uh, pick out about him is that he is the kind of player who seems to get better when he's played like a run of games. And is there not speculation that he's carrying an injury? Yeah, there's been a lot of that. So he's going to need his rest. But Spurs are a team who are particularly affected by this. Yeah. Pretty much half of their team. Yeah. Played even in the fi- yeah, right in the to the end of the World Cup. City being a little bit affected as well. If you see, I think Aguero got to the knockouts. Um, De Bruyne is the big one. Yeah. De Bruyne, Sterling. Kyle Walker and Sterling three big players Chelsea Eden Hazard but he might be leaving we don't really know uh, and yeah last last but not least Man United Lukaku and Pogba yeah right right to the end the Aysan games <laughs> yeah so Asia is a problem I got this first bit from the gaffer tapes okay the Asian games start yeah. imminently and that means Son Son is in the squad for the Korea's football team yeah they have to win it and then he doesn't have to do his military service exactly yeah. or something yeah so he's off doing that until mid-september anyway despite how he's probably still dead from the world cup like he's off now yeah it's it's mid-august to mid-september i think are you kidding me no this is happening right now so they're going to be without son as well spurs aren't going to have a thing <laughs> essentially then in from january the 5th until february the 1st is the asian cup so there's Asian Games and Asian Cup. Yes, I don't know what the Asian Games is. Are you kidding? The me? Asian Cup is literally just like the Euros, but this for is, Asia. This is too much. But also includes lit. So the Asian Cup spans from like you know, the Arab Emirates hmm. and the Middle East collectively All the to Australia. 
<laughs> so I don't really know what Asia is anymore, but oh it's all goodness. of that. Yeah. So this actually, so this isn't until January, January fifth through February first. So you've got quite a lot of time to worry about this. Yeah. But there will be a significant amount of play, like players who you didn't really think about disappearing. This so it's going to be a weird season. Matt isn't Ryan it? for Brighton. Yeah. Um, Aaron Moy for Huddersfield. Son again probably. I discovered this Asian Cup thing through there was an article on Fantasy Football Scout website about Cardiff because their goalkeeper is Filipino. Oh, okay. So he's popping off. Classic. So it's going to be a mess. Come yeah, this is January. a bit too much. But I just wanted to keep everyone aware. However, it is only in the United Arab Emirates, so not too far away. They're not going to fly back between matches, though, to <laughs> no, play their Premier League games. No, but distance and time zones yeah. aren't as big a deal as they could be. Yeah. Um, New Zealand, don't know. Don't, they don't seem to be in it. So Chris Wood and Winston Reid are the two safe the two boys to, for now, but, to um, look out for. Yes, I don't really understand what's going on there. But that's the situation. It's quite a long-winded situation, but a situation... That is one hell of a confusing thing. Some other things that I think are worth doing... Some tips for you. Quality of life. Yeah. Improvements. Um, keep an eye on price changes. Not, you don't have to rigorously refresh them every day, but <laughs> if there are players that you're thinking about that you're interested in getting in and you are on a tight budget, just check them. Hmm. Check the price changes. There are a couple of sites that do price, that kind of monitor price changes yeah. and how likely players are to rise and fall in price every day yeah we'll link those I was going to say yeah. in the description in the description we'll put Absolutely. those there because they're really handy they're not always spot on because I think it's quite especially last season the rules kind of changed and I think it was quite hard to get like the algorithm essentially right. FPL don't share their price yeah. change algorithm so it's some some guy who's really good at programming somewhere yeah, is trying to math. figure it out exactly and they use like an API or something yeah. to get Basically, the more transfer someone's getting in, uh, the the more transferred in someone is being, yeah. I should say, the more likely they are to rise in price. Exactly. So if they're doing well, you might want to get in there early. Another thing I didn't do until really recently was make use of my watch list. So on your on the transfers page on the FPL site, you have a watch list. You can add players to this who you just want to keep an eye on. So players who are doing well, players who you think might do well at some point in the season, um, players who maybe have a good run of fixtures coming up hmm. and you want to just monitor how they're doing up until then. I think it's really useful to hmm. use. Just to, And also just some, if you hear a name and you think, oh, I'm going to forget that in three weeks' time, hmm. just add them to your watch list and they're there. Yeah, I, I'd add on to this, have a plan, like... And you could the watch list ties in with this. So if you have an idea of players you might want for, say, I don't know, De Bruyne has really, really good fixtures coming up in three weeks' time, put him in your watch list, see how he's doing, and in three weeks' time, maybe do that transfer and stick to it and have kind of an idea of Who you want what moves with. you want to make. Mm -hmm. You can be fluid with it and you can change your, your mind, but... I think is a good exercise to just watch a player for sort of like three weeks at a time, see if they're actually doing well or not, and then you can assess like whether or not you want them. Yeah. Whereas if you're not paying attention to them until they're getting the points, and then you're like, ah, oh, I need to get him in because he's because he's a points machine, you kind of miss that sort of more analytical side of things. Yeah. I have on here as well the ability to rotate within your squad. We've kind of touched on this quite a bit, but that ties in with kind of. I want. I like to have my team with a functioning bench. I think it's really important for every single player in my squad to be playing, yeah. including my bench goalkeeper, including all three of the other players on my bench. It's important to me that they're at least starting every game. Yeah. Um, and then that makes rotation within your squad a lot easier. Yeah. Not that, everyone plays this way. That's, that's very much a, a choice thing. It's like, do yeah. you want to go big? Do you want to go hard on the big money men? Or do you want to maybe think about saving a little bit of money and having a more balanced team? Yeah. It, both are valid. Both can do well or do badly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just whichever one takes your fancy more. Yeah. Um, and kind of my final thing on this bit 
my final thing on this bit is Dan mentioned earlier that typically on your transfers page most people just have it sorted by points scored in the FPL game and that's how they pick their players yeah another fairly useful thing to look at is form what is form for the silly people I don't really know I have not like how well a player is playing yeah so for, form is essentially their their average point score for the past five weeks right okay so oh is that what it is yeah yeah so it's over the last oh. five games this is the average that they've worked out so oh, the higher so your I'm glad I researched this <laughs> the higher your form score the the better yeah. form you're in yeah. <laughs> but in, in a literal sense I didn't realise that's how it was done Yeah, but I still think it's useful oh it's very useful because it's a good way to see who's being consistent yeah. with, with decisive contributions in exactly. games um, so that's a thing that I use and also sorry another reason why that's really good mm-hmm. is because if you're someone who doesn't really watch a lot of football yeah. or maybe approaches a game a little bit more casually yeah you will. You won't see someone who's say there's a new January signing. Mm-hmm. You won't see someone who's just signed in the total points filter. Yeah, that's true. That's because it, that's they've so only got what 30, 40 points compared to people who've played half a season. Yeah, exactly. So you will get people who kind of come into the team in the middle of the season or or get signed. Yeah. And they won't show up on the first page. But if you filter by form, yeah. you'll be able to see those players. Mm. Smart. And they can be the they can be the ones you get a little little boost over yeah. your your silly workmates. Yeah. <laughs> for. Exactly. All right. Um, cool. Um, I don't think I have anything to add to that. Actually, I think that's pretty comprehensive. Lovely. Then my final word on this podcast is to ensure that you fantasy responsibly. <laughs> Always. Always fantasy Always. responsibly. It's very important. It is extremely important. All right. Um. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, thank you for trawling through this little uh, yeah. explanation podcast. I don't know, what you got to say? What you got to say for yourself? Me. Tutorial giver. Um, yeah, I hope it's been useful. I hope it's genuinely been helpful, useful, informative, and better than just reading the rules on the website, which yeah. you, you could just do. You could do that. that. And actually, I would like to point out, the bonus points discussion we had earlier, I was just pulling numbers out of my ass. So... The one thing to do, if you do care about that kind of stuff, look at the help page on the thing because it does give you a really, really detailed breakdown. Let's round it off. Yeah, so thanks so much for listening. If this has been your first analysis episode, um, we'd really like to have you back next week. Yeah, that'd be good. We Um, can start talking about footballers. Yeah, we'll actually talk about some footballers and some football uh, next week. Um, As ever, you won't know if this is your first episode. So let me tell you, new people, um, well, you would have heard at the start of the episode. But <laughs> you can email us um, on hello at thedanalysis.com or you can get us on Twitter at thedanalysis. You can subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. That would be nice. You can do it on Apple Podcasts. You can do it um, on other places. Whatever Android podcast app you use, you can find us there. Whatever Apple. Yeah, man. Just search as analysis. And if you can't find us through the medium you'd like to use and you've had to go to a medium you don't like using let us know and we'll try and fix it and please rate and as lo- as well as subscribing to us rate I was going to say rate and like and I was like that's the <laughs> rate and review <laughs> give us a little review say yeah. hey I think Dan's got a really hot voice I'd like to marry him if someone actually writes that in the reviews I would be amazed because that would mean had... they, they've gotten to the end of this podcast and they actually did it they went through with it um, so we'll see you next week, hopefully. Back and to discuss many footballing things. Yeah, and hopefully you've got you now you've got a week to kind of uh, to dwell on these new facts, these new thoughts, and create your create your first draft of your nice new team. All right, cool. Ciao for now, peeps. Bye. Bye.